What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, this is your host of the Period Whisper podcast, Bria. I am really excited to come to you today and talk to you about, you know, a real addiction these days in life that certainly impacts me and I know impacts a lot of women. I hear it from my one-on-one clients. I hear it from you guys in the Period Whisperer community. Um, I hear it everywhere. I hear from my friends and it has a huge impact on our ability to feel better in ourselves during this time in our lives. So today I'm going to talk to you all about is your hustle addiction the reason you can't lose weight in perimenopause? And just to get right to it, here is what we know. Whether you've been following the podcast for a while or not, what we know is that stress and inflammation is what is keeping us in what I'm calling perimenopause prison, right? We we know no matter what that we're going to be in a dysregulated state right now. There's elements of that that are a little bit out of our control. But again, we should be able through strategies, through anti-inflammation strategies and active strategies that aren't adding more to our life, we should be able to reduce kind of what feels like tsunami waves of hormonal, you know, dysregulation, all the things that are impacting us and making us feel like, you know, we are a prisoner in our own body, we're gaining weight without understanding why, you know, we're having crazy cravings, we are not sleeping well throughout the night, our energy is all over the place. It's when we reduce the stress and inflammation, we should see a shift or we will see a shift in what feels like these tsunami waves into more of a gentle rolling wave that is much more manageable. And really this time in our life should be a very empowering time, an opportunity for us to make changes that impact the next 40 years of our lives, right? So if we know that the, you know, I, I really like to explain this. Here's a metaphor for you because I like to talk in metaphors. <clears throat> the pathway to reduce the inflammation and, and the stress that's happening, right, to reduce these things to bring us back to normal is, is I see it kind of like an Oreo cookie, right? The icing part that everyone really focuses on, the yummiest part, like really without the icing, it feels like just two dry chocolate cookies. The icing part, you're probably like, Bria, why are you talking to me about Oreos? They're not even my, because I'm not not even a big fan of Oreos personally. I would much prefer like a home-baked chocolate chip cookie. But, you know, everyone focuses on this icing piece, which is, you know, really 
all the things that we can do to get some relief really quickly, right? Like, you know, how should I be eating? How should I be moving? You know, give me these specific things to get relief right away. But it's the two kind of cookies, <laughs> the two cookie pieces on the either side that bring the cookie together and make it something that is long lasting. Stay with me here. Are you hungry yet? <laughs> I hope you're not having cravings. So the two cookie pieces are really the mindset pieces and the lifestyle pieces that we need to change that are less tangible and more challenging. I want you to imagine the first cookie really to be like the messages and trauma we believe about ourselves from our youth right? What we believe ourselves to be. I know I have some clients who just believe they will always be overweight. That's just the story that they learned in their youth. Um, I know I certainly have people who believe that in order to lose weight or feel better, it's so much effort and it's so hard um, that it should never be fun. You know, there's a lot of these pieces that come from, from our beginning. So some of the work we have to do really centers around these messages we believe about ourselves, about our body, about who we are, and, and frankly, our identity. You know, I know for me as a people pleaser, so here's an example for you. I just always assumed I had to go out of my way to be positive and pleasant to everyone because that's what I saw growing up. That's what, you know, tied myself to my worth. And that can be when it's out of integrity, that can be something that doesn't really align. If I'm not feeling that way in that moment, I shouldn't have to feel like I smile and wave at everyone walking down the street, unless it feels right to me. So we have these messages from our youth that stick with us and impact us. And when we heal those, we're able to kind of start from scratch in our body and feel again like, hey, you know, my body is a beautiful thing. You know, it's not just an object for other people. It's not, you know, destined to be a certain way. I actually, it's a part of me and not just a thing, right? So we get to start to heal that other piece. And then I want you to picture the other part of that cookie is really which is an important mindset piece, is really the stuff we now numb, right? The stuff we do mindlessly. And, you know, for a lot of people, like we numb with caffeine, we numb with alcohol, we numb with drugs, we numb with smoking, we numb with a lot of different things. But what is not talked enough about is this hustle or productivity which is one of the most common addictions that is keeping us stuck. And it really, it's an easy one for us to pick up because it's very socially acceptable because we've watched our mothers do it for generations because as women, we are taught to look outside of ourselves for our worth and our validation. And I know for me, this was a very real piece when I got really stuck in my own hustle addiction and I still have to battle it. You know, it is really important. When I get stressed, my natural instinct is to do more because productivity calms me. It makes me feel like, okay, well, at least I've done these things. So if I'm stressed, whether, well, no matter what I'm stressed about, if I'm stressed about, you know, my kids, if I'm stressed about money, if I'm stressed about work, if I'm stressed about anything, any of my relationships, I automatically try to numb that stress with my old comfortable friend, which is doing more. 
And the problem with any type of numbing addiction is that it reduces the edge that is trying to tell us something isn't right here. And we get really, really good at this. We get so good at, you know, some people emotionally eat, right? And I used to be that person too. I'd just emotionally eat to comfort myself. So, you know, a really important thing to recognize is what are we what are we numbing? What are we trying to comfort? What feeling or stress is making us uncomfortable? Because anytime we are doing something with the intention of creating that comfort, you know, like using food as it is not meant to be used, accomplishing things as they are not meant to be accomplished, um, drinking, you know, in a way when we're stressed, all of these things are considered abuse, right? They can be really healthy things or they can be really unhealthy things. So it's very important that we begin to look at what our numbing tendencies are. And today I really want to talk about that hustle and productivity. And for me, I, I was I was talking to one of my oldest friends the other day about this and, you know, about how everyone's different in parenting how much we do for our kids and she's like well I always feel badly because it's like you do all these things for your kids and I feel like I'm not doing enough and I was like you know what like you should not feel badly for that because as much as obviously we want to do things for our children we still need to teach our children how to do things for themselves and we also need to recognize the difference between sacrificing our needs for someone else's wants. That's a very codependent thing and it pulls us out of whack with our body, right? Because we end up doing, expending energy, taking it from the things that are most important to us for us to live in a healthy, balanced body and putting it on things that really aren't required of us, aren't those most important pieces. But but we get stuck in that and she was asking me, like, you must have learned that from your mom. You know, your mom was always busy doing all of these things. And, and I recognize that. When I was young, for me, I have a mother who does all the things all the time and it's, it's, she's amazing. But it taught me in a way that I, that's how I had to live as well. And what I wanted was to probably have more of a life like my father's, which was traveling or doing this or going here, you know, working a, a career that he loved and being out with friends and not stuck at home feeling like I'm doing all this stuff for all the other people and never carving out time for myself. When we sacrifice our needs for the wants of other people or for cheap thrills, like like other people's opinions saying like, oh, what a good mom you are for doing all these things for your kids, then we're living out of integrity with who you are. And that's what I ended up saying to my friend is I was like, but that's a real problem because I'm not teaching my children I'm showing them a life that I don't even want for them because I'm doing all these things and I'm frustrated by it. What I want is is help. What I need is time to take care of myself. And if you're one of these people who like me was like, I don't have time to cook healthy meals. I don't have time to invest in my own health. I don't have time to move my body in a healthy way every single day. I'm not sleeping well throughout the night and I don't have time to fix that. Then chances are you're in a bit of this hustle addiction mentality and it's hard, right? Like even just talking about it makes me feel really emotional because we get really stuck. We're looking outside of ourselves for recognition 
for doing something that might not even be required. And we also begin to wear it as a badge of honor where it's like, oh, I, I can't do that for myself. And some of the messages you might hear is when you see another woman or another mom or even your child like chilling out, you get this almost like a little resentment, like must be nice that you can just go out and do that with your friends, right? Must be nice that you can lay by your pool for a little while. And really what we're saying is, gosh, I could really use some help figuring that piece out. So we need to be really careful because that hustle addiction, one, it pulls us out of touch with our body, with what our body is saying to us, because we're cramming what is required for us in our needs, like our sleep or our health or our you know, mental calm. And we're cramming it into the cracks around the lives of other people. And that can then look like, um, you know, staying up really late at night because you finally just need a little time for yourself, right? If, if, if you're sacrificing one of your basic needs because you haven't had enough time for yourself in a day, that begins a problem. Now, you might be saying to me like, Rhea, I cannot possibly you know, take time for myself. And, and here's where I want to challenge that. We do all have seasons of life. Like maybe your child is going through a particularly, you know, demanding time or, you know, struggling with school or an illness or friends. Maybe you have a family member that's not, that's, that's ailing that you need to be there for. Maybe it's just extra demanding in a work season, right? We certainly know that accountants have much busier seasons than others. Teachers have busier seasons. Everyone has these in their life and in their career. So there's, there's a very big reality that, yeah, there's seasons where maybe it's not the time to start something fresh for you. But if you're never having a season in a year, a couple of, there should be at least two seasons in a year where you can kind of regroup and rebuild on your healthy pillars and take stock of your health. That is when we start to get significantly out of balance. And then it becomes really difficult to get back because if all of our effort is so busy, if we're always so busy, the way back is always swinging the pendulum the opposite way. We have to find ways to slow down. And that is often the work that we need to do. A lot of the times, you know, my one-on-one clients will say to me before we start, I'm, I'm, I'm really scared that I can't, I won't be able to take on more the things that you're having me do. I won't be able to do more. And I have to, you know, I feel what they're feeling, but I have to almost laugh because I know that the work is not the more that they're not willing to do more things and and that they even need to do more things in their life. The work we need to do as women, typically as hustle addicts or people pleasers, is in doing less. And it's the mental load of that, right? That's the hard part for us to actually sit and not do. Sit with that for a second. This is why I hated yoga for so long, because it felt not productive enough for me. It's just true. I mean, obviously, a yoga pose can be, can be quite challenging, but it felt not productive to do 30 minutes of yoga when I could be doing 30 minutes of HIIT and burning twice as many calories, right? You know, meditation was something that I always really struggled with because it felt not very productive. Like, what am I saying? Like, oh, yay, I meditated. It didn't feel like it accomplished anything for me. But most things that are very healthy for us don't necessarily yield a noticeable 
recognizable results right away. We have to retrain ourselves to watch that. So the benefits of rebalancing ourselves out and learning to get calm and quiet again really lie in doing it a few times. But you will notice that if you, if for example, one of your numbing tendencies is drinking, and you come home and you're stressed and you reach for a drink, you're numbing the discomfort that you have. If you come home from work and you're avoiding your spouse, because you're like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I can't, I can't sit down with you and have a conversation, I can't sit down with you and get romantic or intimate, because you're avoiding something by being too productive, right? I used to always just even use the kids as an excuse. Oh, I can't, the kids need this, the kids need this, and I'm being a good mother by doing all of these things for my kids. Is this hitting home? If it is, I want, to, I want you to please you know, shoot me a message, shoot me in the DMs uh, in Instagram or, or wherever, and let me know that you understand what I'm saying here. So here's a little activity for you. If you are a hustle addict, addict, and I am a hustle addict in recovery, so I still struggle, I still fall off this wagon, I still have to remind myself sometimes that this is a want and not a need, and what I need to focus on are these needs and, not, and have a little self-compassion around that. But first of all, I want you to look to sh and, and say to yourself, we, we get really caught up in you know, telling ourselves these stories, right? Like, so you're sitting down finally and, and you know that yoga is a better thing for you. Say you're sitting down in your yoga and maybe you're like, I'm doing all these things to lose weight and nothing's working for me, right? It's a really natural way for us to go turn negative. So you're, you know, trying to do yoga and you're like, this isn't going to help me lose weight. Nothing's going to help me lose weight. This is when we really want to flip the script because our brain does naturally look negative. So we want to go opposite. Instead of thinking to yourself or saying to yourself all the time, I'm doing everything to lose weight and it's not working, try asking yourself to show proof in your life that you aren't doing everything to lose weight or that you aren't you know, slowing down and doing the opposite. And then the second thing that applies specifically to the, the hustle addict is start asking yourself, okay, show myself proof that I don't have to do all of these things. And this is, this is the one that hits home really for me. When I have a big long to-do list and I can feel my anxiety building a little bit and something else comes in and you'll know it, right? Someone else comes in the room and is like, we need to focus on this. And you're like, ah, I can't possibly do all of, I can't do any more. And we lose it in those moments, right? That's a real... And that's a real natural tendency of me as a hustle addict anyway. We need to begin each day looking at our to-do list, the things that we tell ourselves we have to, have to, have to do, and, and really say for just a minute, okay, show myself the proof that I don't have to do all of these things. Can my partner make a lunch for the kids to go off to school? Can my partner, you know, do a little bit more in that way to support this balance and the emotional load in our household. Do I really have to clean the house right now when I haven't taken care of myself, right? When I haven't moved my body well today, when I haven't relaxed, when I haven't slept well, could I take that time to have a nap? So just digging into that one little piece can be so powerful for you.
All right, there you have it. I wanna remind you that if what you need is a quick fix on the icing piece, that is what my hormone hack event is all about. You can swipe up here in the show notes and I'll put the link there for you to grab. It's gonna be two parts in video, one that teaches you what's going on in your body specifically so that you can apply the right hack. And then the second one is, is really a quick video on the 10 hacks that can give you relief in your body immediately. People who use these hacks start sleeping better, they have fewer cravings, they have less bloating, and they do notice weight loss almost immediately within the first week when you implement three out of these 10 hacks. So just know that when you need relief, sometimes we have to start with the icing part of the Oreo, right? To make us feel like, okay, I've accomplished something as a hustle addict. Now I can focus on taking a little bit of time for the two pieces that really make this a substantial cookie. Okay. That's what I have for you guys today. Have an incredible one. Go out there and be more in your life and not just less on the scale. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.